Hello, Monetization Nation. Potential customers don't trust what businesses say about ourselves. So our businesses must find much more effective ways to build strong relationships of trust. Curtis Blair has led five companies to multi-million dollar statuses. His most recent success was leading a marketing company from zero to 12 million in just four years. In today's episode, Curtis Blair and I will discuss how to build stronger credibility right after this intro. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. I'm joined here today by Curtis Blair. Curtis Blair is one of the people that is most credible to me in my life. One of the people I respect most. Uh, Curtis and I met when I moved into a neighborhood in Spanish Fork, Utah. And Spanish Fork became one of my favorite places in the world. It's a little, uh, it's a small community outside of Provo, Utah. And you can still, at least when I lived there, you could still get off uh, the freeway at farm fields and, and uh, still lots of horses and, and uh, it felt like you were out of the city, um, but, but you still were close enough to the city. You had a lot of those conveniences and fell in love with that community. There's a river that flows just on the, the north side of the community and there's a bridge that crosses from the community over its beautiful uh, park on the other side. And there's a river trail that goes along along that river that uh, just helped me fall in love with that community initially. It was one of those that we went and looked at the home and, and it was a no brainer to buy it. And then after there, I remember Curtis helping me move in um, and, and hang pictures that very first night that we had moved in. And Never Curtis that. became a great friend. We, we trained a bit for some triathlons and yeah. he's, he's a serious triathlon athlete. I am a wannabe triathlon athlete, but he was great. He was kind enough to bring me along with him and, and help me be able to do a little bit of that and mentor me through that process. And that was a lot of fun. And he and I also did, did some church service together. And I was uh, very grateful to learn from him. His, his attention to detail and his organization, his thoughtfulness in leadership was, was amazing to me. Well, thank you. Those are kind words. And I do remember those days, each one that you mentioned, it brought back some great memories of the day that we helped you move in. The Williams have beautiful artwork. They are a family that appreciates culture, and uh, the cultures of the world. They appreciate faith. They appreciate uh, their, their, their relationship capital. That's something I hope to speak to a little bit as we, as we move forward. And I do remember getting in those wetsuits in the early mornings and uh, swimming in the cold temperature water. Um, boy, those were, those were great. That's, those are great memories, Nathan. Thanks for bringing those up. That's awesome. But we miss you. We love the Gulliam family, and we look forward to any time our paths can cross. So thanks for uh, letting uh, me participate on your call today. We definitely miss uh, your family and miss uh, Spanish Fork, Utah as well. So let's talk about your credibility for a second. So Curtis has led, in, in, in addition to being an amazing person, um, he's also an incredible uh, businessman. Curtis has led five companies to multi-million dollar status. His most recent success was Frog Hair Capital, which is a marketing company that he took from zero to 14 million in five years. 
He's orchestrated four successful exits and has placed two companies on Utah's top 10 listings. Um, he's directed marketing teams for the international brand Fila. He founded Marketplace Cafe, a full service bureau assisting companies with uh, online selling campaigns on platforms such as Amazon, eBay, Walmart's Jet, Etsy, Instagram, Facebook, MP, um, and others. Uh, he is the father of five. Um, he has an amazing family. Uh, he's married to the very beautiful Lisa Erickson. And, and uh, yeah, he, he is someone that you want to be with. He, I, I've heard the phrase before that, that you're the average of the five people you want, you spend the most time with. And he's one of those five people that you want to average out to be like, you know, that, that phrase describes him. Very generous of you, Nathan. And a lot of those words I uh, can be and have been said of you, but um, yes, thank you. Thank you. Those are very kind, very kind of you. But uh, like you said, you surround yourself with great people and uh, I consider you among my close network that way as well. Thank you. Um, and I'm, I am definitely a better person because of that involvement with you. Um, so are there any stories that come to mind for you that you'd like to share? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, as I thought about it. Yeah, no, that's great, Nathan. Thanks again for the, for the opportunity um, to speak on it. I mean, um, what you've really described is what I, what I think you can maybe summarize in a nutshell is social capital. You know, it's, it's not uncommon for us to, as a, you know, as business uh, minded individuals to kind of steal from the, the world of uh, economics, a phrase like social capital to maybe help, you know, quantify, uh, you know, something that's really kind of hard to measure, frankly, uh, social credibility or credibility marketing. I mean, I, it's not something that's easily quantifiable, um, but uh, it certainly exists. Uh, 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 but it's but it's not something that's so quantitative. Rather, it's qualitative, and you know that means that, that there's a feeling to it. There is a there's an art to it. It's not all science. Uh, social capital takes um, um, a little bit of what I call the three R's. It takes being real, uh, being raw and being relevant and by raw, uh, I just being organic. And I think those are the, you know, those are the uh, key ingredients to developing a, uh, an online social community. Um, you know, it's just, is is to be you know, consistent, to be regular, to, um, to be organic, which is the word I used raw earlier, uh, to be dynamic, to be entertaining, to be thought provoking, to be, you know, to use language and stories that are evocative and, um, you know, and then personal, be a little vulnerable. I think that that's part of what comprises social capital. And so I recall, I wish I could find this ad, but I remember when um, Instagram first became a thing and I was, uh, and then a lot of social influencers were being paid big dollars to do some, you know, uh, advertising marketing. And, and it didn't take long for people's, you know, uh, I guess I would call it kind of their crap meter to go off, the BS meter and be like, that is not authentic. That is not genuine right there. And I remember the first ad I saw on Instagram about a, a, a celebrity that was walking through the airport and she was dragging her very beautiful piece of luggage. Uh, it was one that could, that could be used for an executive or for a fashion model or for the, 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 the day tripper or you know, the jet setter. It was very versatile. 
a nice, nice, nice looking bag, but she went in and described, you know, the wheels, the ball bearings, the handle, how it was, how it would, um, you know, uh, adjust to three different sizes, how many different pockets there were. And it was supposed to be some sort of off the cuff, hey, I've just got off the plane, I love my piece of luggage, but it was just so inauthentic that it, it, it almost was done in poor taste. And that's when, you know, I realized that even I would have to change and everyone was gonna change, there was gonna be this tectonic shift, tectonic shift that you're talking about, these, these, these mega shifts that were taking place and how we would approach marketing. That if we didn't find ourselves being a little bit more real, a little bit more raw, and a little bit more relevant, we would be left behind. And I think about that story, Nathan, when I think about um, what I consider the most important tenets to social marketing or social capital is just to be regular, to be organic, to um, you know, be authentic, uh, to be dynamic, a little vulnerable. People love to hear kind of the back story, what, what goes on behind the scenes. And as you provide that um, to, your, to your client base, to your shareholders, whether they be employees or customers or your shareholders, uh, your vendors, then I think you have a winning mix for developing real social capital. And I think social capital is amongst the most important capital. I mean, you've got what? You've got intellectual capital that's critical. You've got financial capital that's, that's obviously important, but I put relationship and social capital among the very most important elements of capital when developing a marketing campaign or growing your business. Yeah. I agree. That, that's very important. So, so you've raised some key points I'd like to talk about here. Um, you talk about the social capital, and I know that's a term that's used. Um, we've been toying with the idea in the book of using the term credibility capital. And you talk to me about what else adds credible, credibility capital in, into that account? What else takes away credibility capital from that account? Well, I like that. You're, you're talking about deposits and withdrawals to, to, to an account. And there's, there's, there is a real measurable uh, response to when you add and when you take away. And you have to be very careful when approaching relationships that you are adding value. And, and there is appropriate times to, to make an ask. Um, and so you, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I remember in your, your topical uh, guide, your, your table of contents, that you had a whole chapter um, on reciprocation. And I think that that's important. So when you receive a piece of great advice, not only do you attribute where that came from, but then you pay it forward. I think that's part of adding social uh, credibility, adding to the, the credibility capital is that, is that we take what we've learned and we, we pay it forward. I think that, um, uh, that, that when you talk about um, credibility capital, you know, you're, you're talking about growing meaningful relationships and they need to be considered priorities. And uh, that means there's a shared feeling of trust, feeling of belonging. Uh, uh, the norms are kind of a, a mutual commitment. That's the reciprocation piece. Um, and there's also kind of a healthy amount of respect and attribution. I, I, I had a mentor in my life and you may remember him, Rich Christensen. Many of the things that I learned uh, that were valuable long-term, this idea of adding value. Uh, yeah, take a little bit of what you know plus who you know that equals financial capital and certainly credibility capital support there. How much better is it for 
me to say uh, that someone else has a tremendous amount of, of credibility and clout than it is for them to say it about themselves. I mean, um, uh, how much more meaningful is it that Oprah would say that, that, that I added uh, you know, some meaningful content in, in, in a medium of a book or a podcast than it is if I were to say it about myself? Or if, uh, you know, and we could go through, I mean, if Liam Neeson were to tell me I was a great actor, or, you know, if, uh, uh, you know, uh, Elton John were to say that someone was a great musician, now that's credibility, much more, much more powerful than if someone were to say it about themselves, you know, and we're seeing that, witnessing that in kind of our political climate right now, how much more value there is when we add credibility and someone says something positive about someone else, about the way they manage meetings, the way they uh, handle a very delicate situation. It's so much more, there's so much more that's deposited into that account uh, rather than someone having to, to say it about themselves. It, it rings a little um, disingenuous if you have to say it too much about yourself. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stories about that. I think about, and I think about a, um, one particular story, Nathan, I don't know if, if this would make the cut, but, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we were teenagers and on a dating scene. And you, um, I, I started writing down some of the um oh some of the breakup lines that i was either either extended or that i tried to pull off you know um you know oh you're perfect in every way you're just not for me or you know hey it's you it it's 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 uh let's see how does it go oh my friends don't like you or you know our relationship has just become too much work or hey it's it's you know it's me, it's not you, or you know, I have to focus on my own future. I thought about, we do that all the time and when we're um, developing relationships that we sometimes put in these really sort of false sort of um, um, commentary about where a relationship is going, when all we really need to do is just to add value, add a little bit of intellectual uh, capital, and we will enjoy, whether we're paid or not, uh, with the currency that, that, that's most common, dollars and cents, there's so much more currency out there to be paid for making uh, a, a, a comment of attribution, to talk positively about someone else, to give someone else the, you know, the, um, the compliment of, of a thought or uh, of a saying or uh, of being a thought leader. And that's one of the reasons why this book, I think, Nathan, for you is so powerful is because you're not just talking about your own experiences you're bringing in what others have said about market conditions about customer relationships about employee management about change management all of those things enable this sort of positive you know um, attribution you don't have to go to the trite uh, and common uh, phrases that, that, that develop uh, credibility capital it's just all about um, adding value um, and you know bringing deposits to those relationships I love your concept of credibility capital. I think it's meaningful. So one of the, one of the points, one of the secrets of credibility is being there in the hard times. And I don't know if I've said that exactly right, but it sounds that like that's what you're saying a little bit is when you had to take a stand or when you guys went through something tough together, it helped build that deeper relationship and that deeper credibility in the relationship because they could trust you to be there for them when times were tough. You weren't just there when you know, times were good, you were there when they really needed the help or when it was hard to be there for them. Um, so, so in a business sense, we can apply that when, 
when an employee is going through something tough, right? They're sick with COVID or their wife is going through cancer. As we are there for people when times are tough, that's when we can build the most loyalty or the most credibility capital. Or when our customer is going through a customer service situation, right? If you know their, their company's facing bankruptcy and we let them out of a contract that we didn't have to let them out of, right? You do something for somebody when they really need help. And that's how you build the relationships that last, that are, are built on that, that true credibility. You're absolutely right, Nathan. As I get together with other, you know, uh, associates in the industry and friends and those that kind of helped me get to where I got to, and, and some are older and some are younger, you know, we get together for lunch. We don't, we don't talk about our successes. We don't talk about the great things that took. We talk about the hard things. We talk about the scars. We roll up our, we roll up our sleeves and show each other our battle wounds and talk about, boy, did I ever learn this lesson. Oh, I've got nothing, or you've got nothing on that. I've, this is the lesson I learned. Or this is what we went through, and those are the things that we that we reminisce about. Are the toughest. That's when character really shines. That's when, that's when you know when the rubber meets the road. You've got to, you know. So it's the battle scars. It's not our successes that we enjoy talking about over, over uh, you know, steak fajitas. It's it's uh, it's it's those hard times. That's that's where true grit, character, and and, uh, uh, you know, it's where, it's where leadership is defined or in the tough moments. You mentioned COVID, you know, mentioned cancer. Those are, these are difficult things that are real things that people are going through. And um, um, I think that there will be more creativity, more innovation, more market segments, verticals opened up to us because of this COVID crisis than, than we would have seen in five years had everything just gone status quo. I've seen it in my own marketing businesses and the campaigns that we're drawing up in the uh, uh, customer journeys that we're mapping out for our clients. We are becoming much more creative, engaged, vulnerable. All of the things that you're talking about, Nathan, in this book are, could not be more timely than for us to come out of a crisis like this with our chins up and our heads held high. It's such a timely message and you're not wrong. It's those, it's those times where true character true innovation but some of the greatest thought leadership i think will come out of our communities out of our um, cities states our nation our businesses our families um, and neighborhoods that, that we'll see probably in the next five years will come as a result of this crisis in the next 12 months next question i have is adding value you've brought that up several times do you have any stories or examples of how you've add val added value or you've seen someone else add value that's worked really well to gain credibility? I love that question. I was asked it not very long ago. And um, maybe there would be those that are listening in that might identify with this. But when you uh, leave an organization, whether it, whether you, you know, on your own terms or, or, or not, or you sell a business, um, there's this awkward period of time when You've got to transition things over. And um, that's the moment at which your, uh, your barometer of how you add value is probably under a microscope. And uh, it happened in, in, uh, in uh, my experience just last week. We had sold this business, as we mentioned at the outset of the, of the call. And, and the new owners, they, they need help, but they don't want really to have to lean on it as a crutch for too long. And that's appropriate. 
Um, uh, and so they had called up uh, to help me navigate through, you know, something that I felt like we uh, had addressed and covered once before. But um, I, uh, but when you have a new light or there's a new sort of perspective cast on it, it may be different. And so rather than come out with I told you so's or we went over this a thousand times or, you know, I, I told you this would happen. You've got to look at this and say, all right, what what is their motive? What is it that we can do to help them resolve any fears or concerns? And how can I really, truly answer the question that they're asking? I know that they knew the answer, but there was something behind the question that was more meaningful than just the question at face value. And that's adding value. And I remember thinking to myself, don't, don't be trite. Don't give a breakup excuse. It's me. It's not, you know, it's not you. Just be there in their moment. Help them understand the, the dynamics. Don't tell them what you would do if you were them. Just say, this is my recommendation. This is how we've handled it in the past. When we did it this way, this is what we experienced. And then let them grow from that. And that just happened last week. And, and uh, you know, it, I, you know, there's a little bit of selfishness in me that wanted to come out. But uh, gratefully, after enough years of tempering and learning, I have overcome that, that uh, tendency to want to, you know, say that I was right, whatever else. But to add value sometimes means that you have to put your, put your ego in your back pocket for a moment. Just, just make sure that you're delivering um, uh, a relevant and important response or a comment. Um, because you never know, as I was saying earlier, got to be good to the people on your way up because you may need them on the way down. Yeah, that's right. You talked about very quickly about the concept of belonging as, as belonging being an element of credibility. Can, can you elaborate on that? I would love to. And here's my thought. Um, if the internet has shown us anything, it is that distance is not dead. And I believe I took that phrase from a book by, um, Brooks, David Brooks, The Second Mountain. And I've, I've thought over that more than uh, in the last couple of weeks than ever because I've thought, all right, if the internet has done anything, it's shown us that, um, that place matters. It matters as much now as it does, as it ever has been. If you think about your Facebook friends, you know that most of them live within a hundred mile radius of you. If you think about the colleges that your kids go to, most of them are choosing colleges within a 30-minute drive. You think about the way that your, your, your friends dress. They dress similar. I remember when I moved from Connecticut to Denver, Colorado. In Connecticut, all of my friends wore black rock T-shirts. I moved to Colorado, and what was in style were button-up jeans, 501 button-up jeans. And I thought, who buttons up their jeans? Well, all of my friends in Denver, Colorado did that. Um, behavior is highly contagious and you'll see that in friends that dress similar. You'll see that it's been, it's been shown in, in socioeconomic uh, studies that have been made that you've got suicide and obesity that are happening in networks in, in pockets of, of, of communities. And the same can be true of all those things that are positive. And so as we, as we, you know, uh, as I, you know, think about, that uh, about belonging, 
uh, how important it is that we respect the law of association, which is become like those that we surround ourselves with, uh, we surround ourselves, um, and, and that we become a part of their social network as well. We, there's that law of association. You kind of rub off uh, on each other, and, and hopefully we can be those kinds of individuals and send that kind of message and manage the narrative that, um, that in fact, lifts those, those the, the belonging circles uh, that, uh, that, we're, that we're privileged to, to call our friends and associates. I love it. Okay, last question that I have for you, and thank you so much for all the time and wisdom here. here. Um, last question is, who is the person you respect most? Or, sorry, who is the person that has the most credibility for you in your life and why? Well, um, uh, I hope this doesn't sound like a cop-out, but be, because I've had some additional time on my hands, I have been reading, gosh, where I was reading a book a month uh, last year, I'm reading a book a week. My most favorite credibility person is the, is the individual that I'm reading right now. And that'll change when I pick up another book next week. And I, maybe on, on an aside, Nathan, I'll share with you some of my favorite 10 books that I've read this year already. I've referred to one of them, The Second Mountain by David Brooks. Um, but uh, there's nine more that are just so meaningful. I figured that the most influential person in my life is the person at that moment that is investing in me. Right now, it just happens to be through books. Uh, there's podcasts um, that, that I listen to and TEDx. I, be, I believe in, in, in the power of thought leadership. And so to answer your question, I think it's the, it's the author that, uh, that uh, is just speaking to me, uh, utilizing, in fact, many of the principles that we're talking about on this call. And so um, this week, it's David Brooks. And then ask me the question again next week. I'll have a new answer for you. Which is interesting. Okay, so he's probably the most credible person in your life. Number one, because he's an expert. Number two, because, or he's a thought leader in your space. Yep. And number two, because he is giving you great advice. Yep. So it's yep. coming back to the same common principle. You, you, the person most credible to you is an expert who is giving you great advice. Yeah, yep. there's trust, there's respect. There's, um, as you mentioned, thought leadership. And um, they're speaking from a place of um, experience, and they're speaking from a place of vulnerability, and uh, and they're you know advice is subjective. I think it has to be received just as much as it has to be given in order for it to be good advice. Um, good advice at the wrong time is not good advice. Yeah. And um, uh, so it's more than just that. I think it's a timely. Uh, piece of, of, of knowledge. And you know what? I may not be mature or prepared or ready for it, but it still could be good advice. Yeah. Okay. Any last points you want to share? Any last story or comment about credibility? No, just, just other than you're taking on a, 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 a really important topic at this time. I think that it's that uh, building uh, capital, uh, credibility capital, it's complex, it's dynamic, it's a slow process, but all things that, 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 that are really good for you are in fact slow to grow, they're organic in their growth, they're, um, they're, they're relevant, they're meaningful, and I just can't wait to hear more about uh, your thoughts as you um, synthesize all of the 
varied uh, videos, comments, and input that you're receiving, Nathan, and look forward to uh, being one of the first 10 that to purchase your book. Um, <laughs> even if I have to run up to your garage, what are you, 500 miles away now? I'll, I'll do it just to be amongst the first, but I demand a signed copy, personally signed. <laughs> I will send you a signed copy that you don't have to All buy. right. Okay. grateful for your time. Thank you. You got it. You bet. Thank you, Nathan. If you enjoyed this interview and want to learn more about Curtis, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile on the Monetization Nation blog. Thank you so much, Curtis, for sharing your stories and knowledge with us today. Here's some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, be real, raw, and relevant in our marketing. Our customers can tell when we're being inauthentic. Number two, add value to our relationships and prioritize those relationships. Number three, sometimes adding value means swallowing our pride and letting the other person figure things out on their own. Number four, when experts, customers, and other credible sources talk about us, it's much more credible than when we talk about ourselves. Number five, be there for people during the hard times to establish stronger relationships. Number six, surround ourselves with people who we want to be like. Number seven, listen to experts and thought leaders who speak from experience and vulnerability. Did you like today's episode? Then please follow these channels to receive free digital monetization content. Number one, get a free monetization assessment of your business and subscribe to the free monetization e-magazine at monetizationnation.com. Number two, subscribe to the Monetization Nation YouTube channel and podcast. And number three, follow Monetization Nation on Instagram and Twitter. What successful credibility strategies have you seen in your career? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thanks for joining us for this episode. I hope you have a fabulous day. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.